It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that that people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with, producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, uh, everybody here at Crawford Broadcasting, producer Luke, uh, for all the great work they do. Happy Tuesday to you, producer Steve. Yes, we call it, uh, what do we call it? Terrific Tuesday, yes. Terrific Tuesday, yes. I am still so out of practice. Yes, you take a month off. Oh, my gosh, it's tough to get back in the saddle. I'm surprised I could even find the building. I'm glad that you did, because that's a good thing. Uh, Yes, uh, you took December off, helping children smile by volunteering out at the Colorado Railroad Museum with the Polar Express. Pretty cool, major cool. It was, and I, I don't certainly. It's it's too early to have all the stats in terms of the number of guests and all that kind of good stuff. But you know, from my vantage point, it was a total success. Oh, I love it. That's just really awesome, and I'm glad that that it was able to work out. That's pretty awesome, Steve. Uh, check out my website. That's Kim Munson M O N S O N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And we're going to have a really interesting conversation in this second segment of the first hour regarding property rights. Uh, because uh, property rights are inherent in the American idea. And so when I say it's never compassionate to take other people's rights or their property or their freedom, their livelihood, opportunity, or lives via force, uh, there's a lot of different ways they can do it. Weapon policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation. In fact, I was talking with a young person yesterday, got their first paycheck of 2023 and saw that deduction there for that family leave um, uh, program, and it's about a half percent for the employee and about a half percent for the employer. And I said, wouldn't you love to have that one percent in your pocket? And she said, I sure would. And uh, so again, and that's something that was voted, I think it was voted on by the people of Colorado, because the consultant class, the interested parties, the politicians, they can make it sound really good. But man, when reality hits, just like the price of eggs because of the cage-free uh, chicken square footage uh, piece of legislation that passed. Uh, when people start to see the actual ramifications, they're like, wait a minute. And that's why we do the voter's guide. And I talk to more and more people each year that really appreciate that because we look at these issues through this lens that we use on a regular basis, Steve. And at the point you're saying, wait a minute, it's too late. It is too late. Uh, well... I am thinking that we need to start to work to roll to ro- roll this stuff back. <laughs> and another thing people are just frustrated about is that the new bag tax, the 10 cent bag tax. And so I think we need to start a movement to sack the bag tax. What do you think? 
<laughs> you like that? Oh, well, that's clever uh, on words. Yeah. Well, anyway, we have got to. Uh, we we can do things about this. It doesn't have to stay like this. We can do something about that. But uh, anyway, there's a lot of different ways they do that. Excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, World Economic Forum, Davos Globalist Elite's agenda. I have on here 87,000 new IRS agents, but, ah, we may not get those with the new uh, House of Representatives, huh? Yeah, their very first vote yesterday was to uh, rescind those uh, the dollars that were set aside for that monstrosity. Uh, but, you know, as the commentator said on my way in, is that will it see the light of day in the Senate? Probably not. Well, you know, and I need to pull out my Constitution because the House holds the purse strings. Well, good. And good so point. I think that they make the appropriations. So I think this may has I think this has real real meat on it. I really think so. So the 87,000 could just kind of ride off into the sunset that we won't hear from them again. That would be our hope. Okay, so let's get right on task. We have so much to go over. First thing, though, because we're going to be talking about property rights, I went to George Washington for the first quote, and this is what he said. He was our first president. He was uh, the general of the Continental Army, and uh, he was uh, oversaw the Constitutional Convention. He said, freedom and property rights are inseparable. You can't have one without the other. So just remember that freedom and property rights are inseparable. You can't have one without the other. And uh, we'll we'll drill down on that a bit more in the second segment. Our featured guest today is Lauren Fix. That's always a fasten your seatbelt. She's the car coach. And uh, she'd sent something to me over Christmas, uh, a text, that a um, number of automotive executives have said that uh, they don't anticipate that um, that they'll have as much EV, electrical, electric vehicle adoption as uh, obviously the government probably wants. So that'll be a great conversation there. And then in the uh, uh, second hour, our featured guest is Yvonne Paez. And we had such an interesting back and forth. Steve, I, did you hear that when we had producer Luke in uh, and we did that show? I guess we broadcast that over Christmas time about messaging because he has a he has the perspective of a 24 year old and all of his friends and it was really an interesting show i don't know if you caught that or not i i don't know that i did okay it's it was it was fascinating and then i saw Yvonne over the uh holidays and we had this uh, some girls we got together and she was making this point that there is a difference between free dumb and free stuff and that that is something we need to learn to message as conservatives and so that'll be fascinating as well. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to, first of all, Biden had some classified documents they found at, uh, where'd they find that at? His library or something? He had a uh, leased office uh, leading up to, you know, one of it time to get active for the 2020 uh, campaign. Up until that time, he had this leased office where he... Uh, <laughs> Hosted among other things, his think tank, and I. That's I told an oxymoron. You before, yeah, yeah. That, that's the biggest misnomer I ever heard. The Biden think tank, but uh, anyway, there was some somebody discovered one of his lawyers discovered some classified documents uh, in that office, and you know what we've heard from the liberal media so far? What's that? Aha. Yeah. So. But uh, but yet uh, they were they. They, the FBI, the, this government, 
uh, actually raided Mar-a-Lago for, I would say, what they were looking for was what Biden had in his leased office. They were willing to go through Melania's closet for that. And again, crickets. It's unbelievable, Steve. I just... Yeah, and I guess Trump took to uh, he's back on Twitter. I guess he was reconnected or his account was uh, made active again. And, you know, he, the, last night, I think already he put out there, where's the FBI on this? Yeah, I wonder where they are as well. Uh, it is now the legislature is getting into session. And so we will be doing our bill of the day. And Patty pulled House Bill 231008. So this must be number eight out there, food accessibility. And it says it's a bill for an act, 101, concerning tax policies related to the accessibility of food, 102, and in connection therewith, requiring additions to 103, Colorado taxable income in amounts equal to the 104 Business Meals Federal Itemized Deduction, providing, it says, 105 funding for the Small Business Recovery and Resilience 106 grant program, creating a tax credit for certain 107 purchases eligible for that grant program, and 108 providing funding for Healthy Eating Program 109 incentives. I'm going to have to really delve into this. But basically, it looks like it's taking away some of the tax deductions that that um, uh, entrepreneurs have when they're out there working on uh, creating relationships for their businesses. And but do you not find this ironic? And uh, there's uh, gosh, five million. There's big money in this. I need to to learn a little bit more about this, Steve. This was just I looked at it this morning, but. Don't you find this ironic when the legislature a few years ago passed the cage-free chicken uh, act where we're seeing a a 40% increase since November in egg prices, but then they come in with this saying that they want, uh, they're concerned about uh, food accessibility uh, and there's, this will provide no new food for people. This is just tax dollars for bureaucrats. I shouldn't say that. There may be some food someplace for people here. But just take a look at what, what this does for all the bureaucrats and politicians and interested parties, Steve. Well, now that they're back in session, I guess I need to take a couple minutes. Every day you're going to feature one of these bill of the day things. Try to find the point of origin. What was the notion? What kicked this off? What need was really out there that they're responding to? Yeah, and uh, so we'll we'll do additional research on that, but right out of the box here, uh, again, and they couch it. I mean, do we want everybody to have access to food? Yes, right? That, that, that seems like that makes sense. But yet we know that the real policies over there are actually um, making it difficult from a food security standpoint for people that are on the bottom rungs of the economic ladder. However, what they're really probably doing is they may throw some, you know, something towards people that are on um, on food assistance, but where it really, really starts to to affect people is people that are, you know, young families that they want to they want to make it on their own, that they don't want to be dependent on the government. So that's one of the things this does is start to make people more dependent on government. And uh, that reminds me, uh, we had a listener that reached out regarding the bag tax. It's 10 cents a bag and the retailer gets to keep 60 percent of the fee. The other 40 percent, I think, goes back to the municipality. But Steve, 
if you can prove that you are on either federal food assistance or state food assistance, you don't have to pay the bag tax. So this isn't really about, this is not really about um, uh, plastic bags. This is really once more about control and giving favors to people that are dependent on the government. I'm just trying to picture what it must be, what it will be like, what it is like uh, going to the grocery store these days. And, you know, sometimes they're not, they can't get enough people to work there. So you go there in the middle of the day and the line is incredibly long, you know, because they just don't have enough staff to do it. So you're going to spend time sorting all this stuff out. You know, the, the checker has to verify that the you know customer is or is not qualified to be exempt. I Oh, what a nightmare. Yeah, yes. Uh, and it's just crazy. Again, government picking winners and losers, and that's not the job. They put in the policy, then they pick uh, winners and losers on that. And the other thing, Steve, don't you remember during COVID where people were even um, disinfecting <laughs> their packages that were uh, being delivered to their house? Do you remember that? That, and also you brought your own bags. You were kind of admonished at the check stands, like, we can't touch those. Exactly. And there is a reason why, because many times people don't wash those reusable bags. They have them in their cars. Their cars get dirty. Now they're bringing all those germs into the the, the place where people buy their food. Uh, and when, so once again, this is not about caring about people. This is about control. Uh, it makes my head spin. Up. I know it. I know it. But we are going to be working to to reclaim our freedom here. So let's see. We're going to go to break. Before we do that, though, uh, I have great sponsors, and I just I'm thrilled to have the Roger uh, Mangan State Farm Insurance Group with us. And as a State Farm agent for 47 years, Roger Mangan has re- uh, served his customers, provided for his family. And given back to the communities of Centennial, Littleton, Highlands Ranch, Inglewood, and Greenwood Village, as well as Castle Rock. For help with your insurance needs, call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's insurance is there. So, I just got the State Farm Personal Price Plan on my car insurance. So you told your agent you play the bagpipes for your dog? What? No, I didn't get that. Personal, my agent just helped me create an affordable price just for me. Okay, let me show you what I've been working on. Hey, Buster! Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. What do Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and Nikola Tesla have in common? None of these men graduated from college. But each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity. Scientist Dr. James Lyons Weiler is creating a new kind of educational model for the busy, intellectually curious. IPAC EDU. Classes are affordable and interactive and experts in each of their fields with courses in biology, philosophy, analytics, health and wellness, political science, chemistry, regenerative science and psychology. There is a spring 2023 course for you. Dash over to ipacedu.org, ipac-edu.org for more information and to register. That's ipac-edu.org. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. 
All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. I did just get a text from Richard. He said, just like Wally World got rid of shopping bags last night when I was checking out at King Supers, there was no bags next to that self-service register. Those shopping bags are gone forever, and they're not coming back. I wonder... I wonder why. So anyway, we'll just let that stay out there. I'm really uh, pleased to have on the line with me Holly Green. Uh, she is a concerned citizen, and uh, there's a real property rights question that is going to be heard at the Douglas County uh, Commissioner's meeting uh, or hearing. I guess it's a hearing later today. Holly Green, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, set this up, Holly. What's happening? Well, we've got a zoning request in an area that clearly something does not fit. So uh, the, the Pinery SUA, the separated urban area, is an area that was protected and carved out for very specific reasons by the county in 1986. Um, and we now have devel- a developer coming in from out of state, by the way, uh, venture capital funded, for profit only, telling us we need subsidized housing and wanting to build four-story multifamily Apartment buildings with acres and acres of parking lots right in the middle of single-family housing. You know, none of us in this area have an issue with the uh, property rights of the owner. They have a right to sell their property to who they want, when they want. The problem is this infringes greatly now on our rights. Um, It is not compatible with our area. And the, the even bigger issue here, Kim, if we look a little deeper, is that we're having to fight uh, a tough battle and it is not only uphill, we've got, you know, the county and the commissioners and this developers kind of throwing boulders at us as we try and move up the hill as the current homeowners. Um, you know, they seem to have the luxury of getting as much time as they want before the commissioners, having as much influence as they want. We're restricted to three minutes. Um, and, and it's just a system that is set up to harm current homeowners, uh, current taxpayers, current residents, the current workforce of Douglas County, um, to give an advantage to someone who lives in Denver, who doesn't have any vested interest in this area, to destroy what's been created here in the Parker area. Well, now, a couple of things. You mentioned this separated urban area. Is that what, is that the correct title? Yes. Okay, so then that, in 1986, uh, that, so that affected the zoning at that time, correct? Correct. It did for this whole area. There are several separated urban areas around Douglas County. They're kind of carve-outs for open space and planned development, etc. Okay. And uh, so this, what is this uh, particular piece of property zoned at right now? It is currently zoned agricultural. Okay. Um, Yep. And it just got moved into the separated urban area. It was a carve-out even from the area 
It just got moved into the area in March of 2022. So the developer did that so they could then move it to multifamily housing. Okay. And uh, and who made that decision to move that into uh, the separated urban area? The planning commissioners of Douglas County. Okay. We did, we did fight that battle. Um, honestly, it makes sense to have it as part of the SUA. It's, it's in the middle of it. You know, it was left out of it because it was an active farm 30-something years ago. Um, you know, so that, that wasn't so bothersome, except that as soon as they did that, they began moving to put multifamily housing. By the way, this property butts up to the Cherry Creek. Okay, to the Cherry Creek um, Park? The trails. The yep. trails, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Okay, uh, I think you, you said something, and, and I agree with that. Property rights, they're inherent in the American idea. And mm-hmm. for people to be able to realize the, the, the profits from, from their selling their property, I, I certainly support that. But you and I, on mm-hmm. our pre-call, and this has taken me a while to figure this out. First of all, I've had a number of conversations with Randall O'Toole with the Antiplanner. And uh, he said that zoning is a property right. So single-family homes uh, that have purchased their homes uh, with the understanding that that zoning across the, uh, uh, the street from them is X, they, they bought that. They understand that that's what that is. When you start to have PBIs, politicians and bureaucrats and interested parties, changing that zoning, <laughs> that's what I call it, um, then, uh, then we start to talk about the property rights, as you mentioned, the property rights of the people that have been living there, that have been paying right. taxes. Uh, and so, and, and once again, I, I understand zoning changes, but what we are seeing is that many of these zoning changes are being used for, and I have this air quotes, affordable housing, which is actually subsidized housing. And we have been really drilling down. Why is housing becoming less affordable? It's because of public policy. In fact, uh, Karen Levine had reported that one of her colleagues, it was in a different part of the country, but he could attribute 40 to 50 percent of the cost of a new build to rules and regulations. So that problem has been created because of government. And then, Holly, they, yep. as they are doing these, and, and there's a whole bunch of these that are occurring in Douglas oh, yeah. County, and they guise it under, well, we want to make sure that our firefighters and our teachers oh, can yeah. live in our oh, communities. Yeah. I'm wondering how many firefighters and teachers are there out there that they're well, trying to accommodate? The yeah, and, and you know what? We have a list of over 200 neighbors to go today uh, ready to talk about exactly that and to say, you know what? <laughs> Across the street and right next door to me in my neighborhood currently, I've got teachers, kindergarten and third grade. I've got a fire uh, fighter two doors down. We've got veterans. We've got government employees at the city, the state, and the county level. So they love this phrase, workforce housing, is what they're trying to package it in now so it becomes more palatable. And it sounds like such a good thing. It is a poverty trap, just like all of these subsidized or affordable housing um, developments are. And the only person that receives any benefit from this is the developer who walks away with millions of dollars. For this particular development, this developer will get 90% of all of their development costs paid back to them by the government over the, over the course of the next 10 years. 
They go into this with almost no risk. And it's my dollars paying for it. So, and, and it's difficult to know until you really are able to look at the deal. And it's difficult to actually, to, for the citizen to find out what those kinds of deals are, because you have different oh, yeah. entities that are coming in, that they're government entities, they're living off of our dollars. Uh, yep. But, so you're, the, the important thing here, this is not a property rights question then. Because when you have government coming in and subsidizing this housing, now you're picking winners and losers. Government's picking winners and losers. This is not a real property rights question then. This is, again, government coming in, picking winners and losers with our money. And so, I I mean, this is a question you probably don't know the answer. So the developer will get 90% of their investment back. But my question is, are they also getting cash flow? off of this property and are those rents being subsidized the, well the rents in theory the best we can tell are not being subsidized and here's what's even more comical the rents are exactly the same rent cost of the 2200 available apartments in this whole area so it, again it masquerades as something it is not and that is what is so important so question the the property and I was thinking about this on the way in. Did you say that, uh, okay, the Planning Commission voted uh, unanimously against approving this rezoning. Is that correct? On December 19th, they did. They voted unanimously 8-0 to zero against the rezoning because it does not meet the development criteria. There's a very specific list of development criteria that includes, you know, traffic mitigation, noise, uh, light regulations. We're a dark skies area. You know, all of those sorts of things does it fit the character uh, of this area. Um, and now we have to, <laughs> apparently the elected commissioners we now have to go before today don't really take that into consideration. So we spent more than five hours in a hearing, and as you can imagine, hours and hours investigating, preparing, etc. And that's all going to be discounted. We start over again today with three county commissioners one of who has been very vocal that he fully supports subsidized housing in Douglas County. Um, it's going to be an interesting hearing at 2.30 this afternoon. And that will be down at Douglas County. Uh, and, right. And then, did you say yesterday that the, the has the property been purchased by the developer yet? Yes. The day after they were unanimously voted no on the rezoning, they went ahead and purchased the property for $3.6 million dollars. This is so far beyond any market rate that we can find anywhere, um, and we were lucky to have an appraiser who could assist us in, in looking at the property values. It, it's simply, as you said, it's created a false system. Um, it is not market value, and um, yeah, there we are. So now, they obviously I- know something we don't about what they're going to be able to get today. Well, it, it is very curious. Typically, somebody is not going to to shell out what three three million plus dollars if they right. don't feel pretty confident that uh, they're going to get what they want. That is very curious, Holly uh, Green. First of all, this is a property rights issue. Uh, it is not fair to uh, change the game in the middle in the middle of all this. And the idea that you have people that have been in Douglas County that have been paying taxes for years and years and years to then uh, bring in a developer from out of state that uh, will receive significant um, subsidized government funding for a project that really undermines the property values of those around them. 
Um, and we haven't even talked about water. Uh, we talk about water all right. the time, how concerned we're about that. When we do these developments, we need to look at everything, water, traffic. And uh, so I would really encourage the from from what I can tell right here is that uh, I think the the Douglas County commissioners maybe need to pump the brakes on this a little bit, Holly. Well, we sure hope so. <laughs> okay, your fi- uh, <laughs> yeah, your final thought, Holly. I so appreciate this is late breaking. I appreciate uh, what's your final thought. Just get involved in your community and be aware because things are going on and the tide is definitely turning to this subsidized, false market, government funded. Uh, types of communities that do not fit what we all moved to Douglas County to be a part of. Well, and getting into subsidized housing, it's difficult to get out. And so, uh, once again, uh, being able to own your own home, your own condo, you create wealth for yourself. Uh, this right. will put these these people, there's nothing compassionate about putting people um, if, if somebody chooses to rent their whole life, that's one thing. But by making it through public policy, uh, so difficult for people to get out of that subsidized housing. And it's government housing. I mean, it's government subsidized housing. That's antithetical to the American idea. Holly Green, thank you so much. Thank you, Kim. Have a great day. Boy, I tell you, big issues here. Uh, before we go to break, I want to just mention another great sponsor, Three Points Financial. They are a comprehensive fee-only financial and tax-focused company, and they consider all the pieces of each of their clients' financial life. There's no sales or commissions involved, and all advice is fiduciary, putting the client first. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz are the co-owners of Three Points Financial, and they take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and your future. Whatever is happening in our world and with our economy, you have goals, and that those matter. And Three Points Financial offers personal real-time plans for your savings, retirement, investments, and taxes, both tax efficiency and tax preparation. There's no better time than now to focus on your financial situation. And uh, if you'd like to learn more, reach out to Three Points Financial to schedule a no-obligation introductory call. That's threepointsfinancial.com. We'll be right back. Home ownership, a place to call your own, has created wealth for Coloradans throughout the years. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance understands the importance of home ownership. Karen Levine works tirelessly at the local, county, state, and national levels to protect your property rights. With nearly 30 years' experience as a Colorado realtor, Karen Levine will help you navigate the metro real estate market, whether you're buying your home, selling your home, considering a new build, or exploring investment properties. Call Karen at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate needs. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity. 
by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And subsidizing stuff. We are just talking with Holly Green about subsidized housing. And, of course, there's uh, all the subsidizing of electric vehicles. And the person to talk to about that is Lauren Fix. She is the car coach. Lauren Fix, Happy New Year. Great to have you. Yes, lots going on in the world, especially when the story keeps changing, which is typical. Well, you had sent this to me, gosh, this was before Christmas from CNBC. Uh, It was a piece that said auto executives are less confident in EV adoption than they were a year ago. So let's start with that, Lauren. Okay, yes. So Mr. Toyota, so the name Toyota, we all know, the car, the Toyota with a D. So um, he was at a speaking event and he said majority of auto industry people question whether EVs should be pursued exclusively as the future. It's a quote. So I was really impressed to see that. Um, you know, he's off switch. Lauren, you know what? We've got a tough connection here. Uh, are you at a spot with uh, good cell phone coverage or where are you at because I want to hear every word you have to say okay Steve let's try to get a new new contact on that okay um yes I really do want to hear about this this is this piece in CNBC said uh, that uh, actually uh, the uh, automotive industry are concerned because of higher interest rates as well as because of uh, high inflation and it said that KPMG the uh, accounting firm and a consulting firm as well said, report 76% of automotive executives are concerned that this uh, inflation and high interest rates will adversely affect their business next year. Uh, and at that time, it was about 8, 4, 8.4% regarding inflation. And uh, I totally agree with that. It doesn't take a rock scientist to figure out that that's possibly going to be a problem. And so we're going to get Lauren back on the line so that we can talk a little bit more, more about that. Hey, Lauren, sorry, we had a, a terrible com- a connection. We want to hear every word you have to say. So you said Mr. Toyota um, questioned whether or not we should exclusively pursue selling EVs. So take it from there, Lauren. Right. And by the way, sometimes I wonder if the government modifies these lines. So like, you can't get the messages out. You know, you start to think these days, nothing, nothing surprises me. So they're finding that, you know, all these electric vehicles sound great. But to give you an idea what's happening in car manufacturers, obviously, like anything else, they have marketing people and people that keep their eye on what's going on in the world. And they see that in Switzerland, uh, they've got a problem. So they all, all the com- countries in Europe jumped in on this EV ban. We do electric heat and electric cars and everything's electric and they they motivated people to buy it by offering incentives again like your slogan says if i have to pay you to incentivize you to do something that maybe you don't want to do maybe it's not a great idea and in this case i've been calling it since day one this is not never smart to pick only one form of propulsion in my words in other words if you went all gas and no, no one had diesel, it would be difficult to tow things. And if you went all diesel and you didn't go gas, which Europe has done, you know, it, everyone's got different needs. And making it just one need, it'd be like everyone has to eat, you know, crickets, but you can't eat hamburgers. People are going to get pushed back on that. So I think that's the first mistake is trying to mandate something. And the mandate result 
in Switzerland and is now also in California. It's in France. It's in Germany. It's in Italy. Is why they all jumped on the EV bandwagon early, especially the government. Now they got a problem. They don't have enough electricity because they rely on coal. They rely on fossil fuels or gas. And, and the truth is it has nothing to do with fossils, by the way. But um, it's the title that somebody labeled oil and gas. And they were getting it from Russia. So now they're mad at Russia because of Ukraine. So now they're not buying from them. So now they put themselves in a pickle because they shut down their nuclear power plant. So if you're going to rely on wind and solar and batteries, you're going to have a problem. And I've, I've done tons of articles analyzing, especially this week I did an article that batteries do not create energy. They don't. They store energy. That's it. And when they go dead, they go dead. And so this is the problem. If you don't have any way to recharge them, which is what Switzerland's finding, they're in what they call a, a code three. So for the consumer, that means what, this is um, unbelievable. I'm going to blow you away. You have to turn the temperature of your refrigerator up. You are not allowed to wash clothes. This means if you download videos in your home, you have to use SD, standard definition. You cannot use high definition because it uses too much energy, and you cannot charge your electric car. I'm like, what? So you can't leave your house. In some areas of England, they, like, uh, I can't it's called Oxfordshire, I think is the name of the town. You cannot leave your area, your town, without getting permission from the city council. And you're only allowed to leave three times per year. I'd, I'd be moving out. That'd be my home. That's right. crazy. I'll take my one and I'm leaving, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm on my way. Have a nice day. And I'd be leaving the country, too, if that's the case. And that's why, you know, people started saying, oh, electric cars, a Green New Deal, this is the greatest thing. Well, the wheels are coming off the bus. This is cash for clunkers multiplied times 10, which I also called out as being a total disaster. And here we are again trying to mandate cars on an average of $66,000 to people who, who can barely, who don't even make that much a year, and you want them to buy these electric cars? Okay, so they, you subsidize them? Uh, what about the electricity? What about the insurance? What about, and there is maintenance. The tires wear out quicker. So it's like, all right, so this does not make sense. And you can start subsidizing everything, and we'll become Greece in no time. Well, and uh, what's frustrating to me, Lauren, is that we have these businesses, and I've realized big business and big government like each other. Uh, why were not the automotive executives pushing back on this before now? They didn't have a choice. So what happened, has, and I'm surprised that Mr. Toyota is the first one to speak up. Remember, Toyota is the world's largest car manufacturer. So they have some power. They have some sway. Uh, and Japan also has sway because they live off of nuclear power. So I don't think they're going to go green quickly. Um, there's no such thing in reality because of the cradle-to-grave theory of every single component that's used. Um, I, I think what, what happened was initially because of the people that were in office during the Clinton administration, it started where they were going to start fining car companies for not meeting what they called CAFE, Corporate Average Fuel Economy. So at the time, it was 34.5 miles to the gallon. And no car company made it other than Honda because they don't make a lot of trucks. They, they make the rich line, but they don't make trucks. When you make trucks like the Tundra, the F-150, the Silverado, uh, the Ram truck, it's going to affect your corporate average fuel economy. In other words, all the vehicles you sell, they take an average of the fuel economy, and that number is where your the CAFE number is. And if it's below 34 and a half, the EPA fined you. Good grief. So that fine was billions of dollars. So, okay, so what do we have to do to reduce this fine? Well, first it was carbon credits. 
So as the government supported Tesla, they got seven carbon credits for every vehicle, but any other car manufacturer got between three and four. So they would never have enough. So they would buy their carbon credits from Elon Musk. What a great way to make money. He takes a loss on every car, gets seven carbon credits because of the deal he made with the federal government, then sells those carbon credits to all the other car manufacturers who don't make that number, and he has pure profit pouring in. What a and racket. Cash to buy Twitter. Oh, my God, it's unbelievable. And it gets worse because now these car companies are realizing we're taking a loss on every car. We, we can't. So are we taking millions of dollars of losses? Okay, well, then what happens with these fines? So now they're pushing back finally. And it takes a couple of good CEOs, and some have, and some, some of them will just comply. Like Mary Barra is 100% in at GM, and, and so is Jim Farley, even though he's a car guy. They're 100% in and going all EV. And I think it's a huge mistake. I won't you know, I know that BMW is, uh, and Hyundai, uh, as well as Toyota, have said, listen, we're doing hydrogen, we're doing other forms of propulsion because we, we can't live this way. Well, Mercedes is all ready to go EV, Porsche will not. So you see, each car company's got their own kind of mindset, and this is not going to work. The ones that are paying attention are the ones that are willing to push back. Because what they're going to get eventually, because these people aren't in office forever, unfortunately, but it depends what they leave behind and the rules they leave behind that need to be changed, which is what we're doing right now in Congress. But I'm really concerned that if we go all electric, we're going to be living the way the World Economic Forum wants us to. You will own nothing, and you will be happy. Well, and we see these policies, uh, and again, I'm going to refer back to our previous segment with Holly Green, uh, this uh, subsidized housing. Uh, that, again, uh, is World Economic Forum stuff. You will own nothing. They say you'll be happy about it, but they can't dictate happiness. Uh-huh. Uh, on that. That's right. Uh, let's, yeah, let's go to break, Lauren Fix. It always goes by way too quickly. Uh, you said there's other things that are changing, and I want to hear what that, that, uh, that is. So we're going to go to break. Before we do that, though, uh, as you know, the USMC Memorial Foundation is raising money to remodel the Marine Memorial right out here at Golden, Colorado at 6th and Colfax. And my friends, we are in this ideological battle. But we have had so many people that have stepped forward before us uh, to to fight tyranny, to, to stand for freedom. And we need to honor them. We need to remember their stories and tell their stories. That's why we do America's Veterans Stories radio show. Uh, but you can help the USMC Memorial Foundation by going to USMCMemorialFoundation.org. That's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. We'll be right back with Lauren Fix. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R O O T S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. 
Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. You want a gun, ammo, and outstanding training, so Franktown Firearms is the right place for you. The trained staff is available for your questions and will give you the freedom to browse their large supply of firearms and fully stocked ammunition without any pressure. Your comfort level in the store is their priority. You'll get expert answers whether you're buying or not every time you visit the store. You want a knowledgeable gunman, not just a salesperson, when you're thinking about buying a firearm or learning how to use one. You can trust the staff at Franktown Firearms. They don't make commissions on any sale, so you know they are looking out for your best interest. They're sure that you will leave with a smile because no matter what your needs are, they will help you to be confident in your decisions and purchases. Their low tax rate and at or below MSRP cost will keep you smiling. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown today. That's klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And uh, Lauren, I just got a text from Eric. He said that Republicans need to to watch out on this, that uh, Democrats will blame them unless they speak out. This looks like this could be a campaign issue if people would uh, step out and explain to people what the real risks is on this whole EV thing. Oh, I know. But you got to remember, where did it come from? It came from Obama. Because previous to Obama, uh, Bush uh, GW said he wanted to do hydrogen. And all the car manufacturers invested in hydrogen. And there was a huge... Actually, I have a picture of myself in New York City driving an Equinox and an Explorer that were hydrogen-powered. So that's how long that's been around. So now we're starting to look at that. But I think where the big blame is going to come in, and any good politician will do their research to find out that anyone that voted to go all green is the person that should probably go. Because... We're having a federal issue going on right now. They want to turn all appliances to gas, or I mean, from gas to electric. Well, that would mean that more demand on the power grid. The grid can't support it. We just learned that electricity is not great from Texas when they had that big snowstorm. I live in Buffalo. Oh. Listen, if there was electric snowplows, I'd still be in my house waiting for them to charge up the vehicle. They had, I mean, thank goodness we had people on the street that had diesel vehicles and plows. And it took four of us to clear the road. So when you have wet, heavy snow, just like you get in Colorado, you can't be moving that with an electric vehicle. You will burn through the battery in no time. Uh, my neighbor actually bought an electric snowblower. He said he got halfway down the sidewalk and it died. He put a second battery in and it died. He never finished the sidewalk. He had to hand shovel it. Is this what we're doing? What are we doing here? You know, it, it makes no sense. Batteries only have so much capability. And it's not the brand. You can't make something that exists that doesn't exist. This is all about control. And that's what everyone doesn't realize. If I can control where you go, how far you go, that when you go to plug in to charge again, I know you're there. 
because I can connect to the network and find out where you are. Cars are completely connected to the point that by 2030, and this is an infrastructure bill, there is a kill switch. It's not called a kill switch. But basically what it'll do is it's going, every car will monitor your eyes, your conversation. Sounds like a privacy issue there. Right. And you have to touch a fingerprint so that it can detect through your fingertips whether you have any alcohol or anything that would cause you to be distracted from driving. Really? So now you're going to tell me that I can't drive. You know that people have workarounds about this because that's how because we're Americans, we're all very crafty about breaking the system. But I'll tell you right now, this whole thing is very 1984. You know, it's very much like some of the movies you see. It's almost like they put it in the movies to kind of see how people react to it. Right. And then they put it into implementation down the road. And go, oh, yeah, that was like, you know, 2001 Space Odyssey. Or that was like the book 1984. Or that was like, you know, uh, some of the other movies that you see that are like, yeah, that'll never happen. Well... Here we are, red pill or green pill, right? You know, I so, never, um, I never read the book The Hunger Games because I, I, somehow I understand that that thing, these things could happen. So this this thing that you just mentioned in the last segment about England, where you can't go out of your specific area, that's my understanding. That was kind of the thing with the Hunger Games. So to your point, you wonder if sometimes culture is trying to. Um, condition people to be prepared for this this very onerous non-freedom stuff that is occurring. Well, there's more coming. If you haven't heard about the 15-minute city, you can look it up. It's 15, the number one, five, minutecity.com. They want everyone to live in a city, and they should have access to every essential urban service within 15 minutes of walking or biking, no cars. The 15-Minute City Project is designed to help access, focus, urban transformation be what we need to them to be. In other words, they want everyone in the city, which right now is crime. I lived in New York City. It is so crime-ridden, and I used to be on the Upper West Side, which is a really nice area. Like, you could go out at 2 o'clock in the morning and get a cup of coffee. I, I wouldn't go out after 8 o'clock up there anymore. The subways are unsafe. The buses are unsafe. You know, you're walking, you never know who's out there, and they want everyone to be within 15 minutes of what they need. But yeah, this is not going to work. I like living out in the suburbs, way out in the suburbs, for a reason. And this is about control. And if you haven't seen the 15-minute city, you know it's coming. And basically that means elimination of cars. They're moving us this way now. Electric cars. Yeah, okay, well, you can only go a couple hundred miles. There are exceptions, like Lucid will let you go up to 500. I have driven those, and they're pretty awesome vehicles. But uh, I'm just not an electric car person, because when you plug in, they know where you are. And they can always shut the grid down, which is exactly what they've done in the U.K. They've done that in Switzerland. They're doing that in France. And what you're not seeing on the national news is a lot of pushback from consumers. People, people are upset, both in Germany, Italy, France. And in Switzerland, they're actually protesting in the streets, but you will never see it on the news because they don't want you to know that. They want you to be isolationists and just know about what's in your country, and then they skew the news. And you're seeing that every day. And when it comes to your car, I can tell you, they're going to tell you all these electric cars are great, cool technology. None of it exists without fossil fuels. None of it exists without crude oil because it's a derivative. It makes all these really cool plastics. It's great technology. All of it comes from fossil fuels, and that includes your medications, glasses processed that way, materials, recycled materials. This is never going to end. This is really about somebody making money, and it started with John Kerry, and it started with uh, Al Gore. 
they made billions, but don't worry. They have a carbon footprint that's bigger than each one of us for a year they're using in a month. So, but for them, it's okay. For you, it's not. And this us and them thing has got to stop because this is what's the problem. And I'm not telling you to go after anyone. What I'm telling you to do is vote in people who are willing to stand up. We just saw this in the House vote. You've got 40 people that are patriots in the Freedom Caucus. You need to vote in more of those people and get rid of these rhinos, these uniparty people that are voting against us, that are in it for themselves. Because some people have changed. I won't say names. It's pretty obvious who those people are that have come in saying that they're for you, and then as soon as they get in office, boom, they're suddenly making millions of dollars. Yeah. Really, that's not the way it's supposed to go. Right. And, and, and we have the, the same situation out here in Colorado as, as well. Uh, and the consultant class out here in Colorado from, on the GOP side has been making money. And Colorado is in a really difficult situation right now, Lauren. So we need to be watching that uh, locally yep. as well in, in the Douglas County Commissioner's meeting later today uh, because this subsidized housing, plopping all of the subsidized apartments into single family um, neighborhoods. This is just another World Economic Forum good. kind of a thing, Lauren. Yep. So that's what they've been doing around the country. You've seen a lot of these banks buying up homes for well over ask. And then they turn around and rent those homes out to low-income housing. So you live in a nice neighborhood, and, you know, there's never been any issues. And suddenly all these people are moving in that are rentals. And from a politics standpoint, typically those people that are in free rentals tend to vote left uh, because they want more, which is very a Greece mindset. But the problem is now your neighborhood is changing from maybe a more upper middle class to a middle class, and they're going to keep changing it so that a home in every neighborhood is going to be changing. Yes. That's that's big. Yes, it's a direct assault upon uh, property rights. Uh, I just want to make a connection also. Out here in Colorado, Xcel Energy has been putting smart meters on people's homes, and you have to opt out. And these smart meters, we got a couple of minutes. You say, oh, what's your comments on that? Oh, that's bad. So we, I actually know about that. I have a friend who lives in Colorado who got the smart meter. And what ended up happening was that, you know, when it was really, really cold, and you had that cold snap, they tried to turn the temperature up and they couldn't. And as soon as they realized that it was about the control of the thermostat, they went out and bought like an old school thermostat like we used to have in our houses with a dial. He said he ripped that sucker out and he put the other one in because he said you couldn't override the system. He had to go and override the system. And you couldn't because of the smart meter. Uh, Lauren Fix, it goes right. way too quickly. We've got about um, a couple of minutes. Uh, wrap this up. Um, I'm getting lots of text messages because of what, you, <laughs> what you're saying here. Uh, uh, how do you want to wrap this up? Uh, well, I, I think the big thing is knowledge is power. And although we sometimes talk in a silo where I'm telling you, you're telling me, we're telling our immediate friends, start just talking to people who maybe – would have pushed back in the past. You know, what do you think about these smart meters? Is this a good thing? You know, electric cars have limited range, especially in this cold weather. What do you think? Start getting them to think. You've got to start spreading the word, because if you don't spread the word in a very kind way, we're not looking for fights. Just have a light conversation and see what happens. I've stood in line at a grocery store, and someone will say to me, go, yeah, these uh, electric cars just aren't working right now, are they? You know, and it's amazing the conversations you get from people. 
Well, and uh, yes, co- uh, connecting those dots for people is so important. And it, and it does seem like they're they're really putting the the pedal to the metal here, Lauren, as far as these PBIs, these uh, from the, the the elites. And and I I want to make one other comment regarding uh, John Kerry and Al Gore, and when they talk about the Green New Deal, they're not talking about uh, energy. They're talking about what they're putting in their pocket, Lauren. Your final thought. Exactly. Oh my gosh, that is a great. I'm going to steal that from you. Uh, you <laughs> that is great. Yep, that, that is that is exactly what's happening. It's about money. It's about money and power. That's the bottom line. And whether it's something in your everyday life to your car, you know, this is the thing that always concerns me. As we learned here in Buffalo, if you're waiting on an electric plow, forget about it. It's not going to happen. So people that had electric cars left them home because the super cold weather and the snow creates resistance and they were burning through batteries i know four or five people that have already gone to the dealer and said get i'm getting rid of this thing it's not working for me i got stuck i couldn't go anywhere and what if there was an emergency exactly lauren fix we will talk to you next month that's lauren fix the car coach thanks so much lauren have a great day thank you too and uh, the quote for the end of the show is from uh, President William Howard Taft. He said, next to the right of liberty, the right of property is the most important individual right guaranteed by the Constitution. So, my friends, today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, if honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. God bless America. Stay tuned for hour number two. The Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that, that people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to hour number two of the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body, my friends. We were made for this moment. And uh, we look at these issues through this lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. My text messages are blowing up. I'm looking at one from Susan Kochevar, who we will be getting her on this show soon regarding this whole zoning thing. Uh, She said what the people of Douglas County need to fight are these subsidies and tax breaks. I totally agree with her on that. We've got a very special day. Uh, Something very special occurring right now. My good friend Yvonne Paez is in studio. Yvonne, it is great to have you. Thank you. Good morning, Kim. And you are one of the co-founders of Perspectives 101, which is a dynamic group that is just informing, educating people uh, up in northern Colorado. That's right. Civic knowledge uh, is so important. Just any issue, we talk about everything. You do. And how can people get more information? They can email perspectives101.info at gmail.com. Okay. And then uh, get in, they can get on the list then and get information about the upcoming events. Absolutely. If they do that, we can talk to them and add them to our guest list. And it is amazing what you and, and Solomon, your co-founder, have done with that. Uh, so that's great. But we're going to be talking... 
about messaging in segments two and three. You and some of our other girlfriends had a a, a girls' night uh, over the holidays, and uh, gosh, the conversations were so important. And uh, of course, you were on with producer Luke during Christmas. We uh, pre-recorded that about messaging. So I thought, let's get you in here and let's talk about that. So I'm excited. Thank you. Uh, so a couple of things here that I want to make sure that we uh, hit on. I'm just going to mention the bill of the day, House Bill 221008, food accessibility. And it looks to me like it is um, uh, increasing taxes on on Coloradans. Uh, it's spending a whole bunch more money. And uh, they talk about food accessibility. However, their policies are making it more and more difficult for the accessibility of food, food security for everyday people that don't want to be um, dependent on the government. And, of course, what the government giveth, the government taketh away. And the government doesn't create anything. It doesn't... It doesn't plant any food. It doesn't raise any chickens. It doesn't raise any cows to feed people. Uh, but what these policies do are that's making food more expensive, which is affecting the food security of everyday people. And so the bill of the day, House Bill 22-1008, it's actually just really generally for politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties. But uh, we're going to be busy this legislative session. There's no doubt about it. The sponsors are Representative Mike Weissman and Senator Rhonda Fields. So we want to make sure that you know who you can uh, (coughs) discredit or give credit to regarding those particular uh, pieces of legislation. Our quote for today is property rights. And uh, I went to George Washington, our first president, and he said this. He said, freedom and property rights are inseparable. You can't have one without the other. And again, freedom and property rights are inseparable. You can't have one without the other. And I want to go to Cora Madison. She is on the line. She is with Roots Medical. And uh, I want to talk with her about vaccines, COVID. We're in cold and flu season. Cora Madison, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. So it is cold and flu season, uh, COVID. What are we seeing about COVID vaccines? Uh, what's your update for us, Cora? So really right now we have the whole mixture that we've been seeing since September, right? We've had the flu. We have COVID still. RSV, I haven't seen as much. But then again, I mainly see adults where another practitioner sees kids. But mainly like flu, colds, and COVID is still circulating right now. And then with the vaccines, I'm seeing very few people that are actually getting the new bivalent booster, which I think is a good thing. Um, So that's kind of the update on what's going on. So make sure that you're taking your immune supplements. We are washing your hands when you come home from public and trying to stay the best. And if you need treatment or you need guidance from a practitioner, make sure to come in as soon as earlier symptoms. Because sometimes if we can help you, especially with COVID and flu, the earlier the treatment started, the better. Is COVID and flu symptoms a lot alike or are they different? They're very similar right now. Now, um, with COVID, the signature was, you know, a headache, sinus pressure, really bad sore throat. That's usually how COVID, um, this new strain, is starting. And then with flu, it's more like the muscle ache, pain. But everybody's a little bit different with their symptoms. And then we're seeing GI stuff with both the flu and COVID. Usually with COVID, it's not as bad as vomiting. It's more nausea and maybe a little bit of diarrhea for a couple days. 
um, but it doesn't last very long. Okay, and uh, Roots Medical is really, certainly if people, we're, we're in the season, cold, flu, some people are getting COVID, uh, but you really work to get to the root of people's health so that they can be healthy and not just treat symptoms, but actually get to the root of people's health. Hence, Roots Medical, R-O-O-T-S, rootsmedical.net, correct, Cora? That's correct, yeah, because if you look at, what are the comorbidities that make COVID worse for people, like inflammation, obesity, heart disease, those things. We want to get down to the root and want to help you to either um, get improve those symptoms or really help them to go away. So uh, that's what we like to do is really get down to the root cause of the problem. Okay. How can people get more information about Roots Medical uh, Core Medicine? Just go to rootsmedical.net. And feel free to contact us. We love to talk to people. We love to listen to you, to hear your medical concerns. So rootsmedical.net. Okay. Cora Madison, thank you so much. And we'll be looking forward to the rootsmedical.net update next week. Have a great day. Thanks, Kim. I get to work with a lot of really great sponsors. Another one of them is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team, and they can create these personalized uh, plans to cover all of your needs from protection for your cars to your home, condo, boat, motorcycle, business, and renter's coverage. Contact the Roger Mangan team at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. I can't believe I just scratched that car. Find my insurance card. Dude, what do you have in this glove box? Ew, are these socks dirty? Oh, forget about the socks. I need my insurance card. Just pull it up on the State Farm mobile app. But I can do that? Oh, hey, I can do that. Yep, it's called service. I can file a claim on here, too? Yeah, it's it's called service. Whoa, I can call my agent, too? It's called service. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. As a director with the National Association of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Karen Levine believes in homeownership. Because of Karen's love of dogs, Karen volunteers regularly with GRRR, Golden Retriever Rescue of the Rockies, helping Golden Retrievers find their forever homes. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. What do Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and Nikola Tesla have in common? None of these men graduated from college, but each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity. Scientist Dr. James Lyons Weiler is creating a new kind of educational model for the busy, intellectually curious, IPAC-EDU. Classes are affordable and interactive, and experts in each of their fields, with courses in biology, philosophy, analytics, health and wellness, political science, chemistry, regenerative science, and psychology. There is a spring 2023 course for you. Dash over to ipacedu.org, ipac-edu.org for more information and to register. That's ipac-edu.org. 
And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure to check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And you heard the uh, spot regarding IPAC-EDU, and we're going to have uh, Dr. Jack, Dr. James Linesweiler, on tomorrow. And this is so creative. What he is is creating is uh, an education system for busy people that are intellectually curious, intellect, yeah, intellectually curious, and uh, he's bringing in um, world-renowned instructors. It's very affordable, and it's just a great experience. I'm finishing up my fall semester of How Not to Be Fooled with Dr. Mark McDonald, and I'm signed up for the class on globalism with Aga Wilson, who she was uh, with, uh, worked in the UN, so it's going to be absolutely fascinating. But let's get over here to my friend, Yvonne Paez. Yvonne, it's great to have you here. Thank you, Kim. And this uh, really started from a conversation that we had had with, well, prior uh, to what, when producer Luke, 24 years old, uh, was producing in December, we did a show on messaging. And he made the point that Democrats have uh, a great message. There's a problem. Now, many times the problem's been created by PBIs, those politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties, but they create the problem. And then they come in with a carrot of free stuff to fix the problem. And he said, and we're, for example, student loan debt. He said kids have been conditioned since kindergarten. Go to college, go to college, go to college. And if you do, you'll be successful. And so kids go to college. They take on this debt. They don't get that six-figure job coming out of college, but they have a lot of debt. And then Biden comes in and says, well, we will uh, forgive that debt. And... uh, What's your comments on that? Well, and that doesn't sit well with the people who paid for their college, um, the people who perhaps did military service in order to get a GI Bill. So, yeah, there's there's all of that going on. But their messaging, I guess the the best message anybody can garnish is say, I will give you everything for free. And And even though you can say that, there is no such thing as free. Things come from somewhere. So um, they should really say what they mean by it. And it is, yes, we'll give you things, but to get you those things, we will go take money from those who work very hard and uh, perhaps didn't even go to college themselves because at the time they didn't have the money to go, and we will give it to you. So then people would be more aware of this money isn't, from the government because the government doesn't have any money that it first doesn't take from somebody who has earned it through hard work. And that makes a lot of sense to me, but say that you're a a 24-year-old kid facing $60,000 in debt or whatever and and your 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 immediate problem right now is 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 the democrat message is is we will alleviate that problem for you. So well, they if they alleviate that problem for you, remember that any time somebody gives you something, there's most often strings attached. And so, what, like you said, what they give you, they can take away. And there is, if, if there's a cheese sitting out there that you didn't have to go buy with some money somewhere, you best believe that it's sitting in a mousetrap and it's going to snap on you at some point. So people do not need to be naive about this and 
they need to know that when things come for free, they're giving something else up. And we'll talk about what they're giving up. Well, and so free stuff uh, sounds subsidized housing sounds attractive. But the reason housing is expensive is because government PBIs have made it that way. But it, it comes down to really control. And so when you take free stuff, you are going to be giving up some control of your life, correct? Right. Well, you, you give control of your life up in the way that they often will want something back. So you get these things for free, but sometimes to qualify for these things for free, you have to have a certain income and nothing above that. So then when you have opportunities to, you know, back to the land of opportunity, to rise higher and higher through your basic industry, how industrious you are as a person, when you make over a certain amount, then all of a sudden you can't have these freebies here and there. So they condition you by, they they actually destroy your work ethic and, and your the dignity that comes with being self-reliant by by telling you you can have this, but you cannot rise above a certain level. So I look at that as modern day slavery that the government is bringing to every town in the United States. I was just thinking the same thing. Is making people dependent on the government is a form of modern day slavery. What about... You, you mentioned this, the, the um, dignity of, or I think I heard this, the dignity of work. And I really think that uh, we've seen a, a demonization of people being industrious and people working hard. And, and through a, a, a progressive income tax system, if people take risk and work hard and make additional money. We see them dinged. Uh, and again, even this uh, food accessibility, House Bill 221008, it looks like it is, uh, it's picking winners and losers, but it's dinging entrepreneurs, perhaps that are, are you know, out at meetings, uh, you know, working with other people and have been able to take a deduction on their federal income tax, but they're not going to be able to do that on the state income tax. Well, being self-reliant is powerful. It means you don't depend on others and nobody really tells you what to do to a certain to a certain extent. And that doesn't work for the people who are trying to control you. So it should be no mystery that they are discouraging a work ethic, that they're trying to destroy the idea of people being self-reliant because self-reliant people aren't easily controllable. So the, the two things cannot exist together. So you're either on the dole and controlled, or you are self-reliant, and for the most part, you get to call the shots in your life. So why, when you take the free, what you give up is your freedom. And is that really what you want? So people, when they say free, free is more attractive, well, yes, it always will be. The cheese sitting there is more attractive, but the mouse doesn't look so good when he's wearing that metal harness around his neck and not breathing anymore. So, you know, you, you will always be able to choose getting things for free, whether it's handed to you for free or whether you decide you want to go out and be a thief and take things from people that you don't have to pay for. You make choices. So um, you just have to be careful what you choose because 
getting your things the right way, making your own money, purchasing things. You know, what was that country song? I don't have a dime, but what I have is mine. (laughs) You know, that kind of thing. There's freedom in that. Okay. And as you're describing this freedom, and there's, there's certainly responsibility, taking care of yourself, personal responsibility, but it's living. And, and it's just an existence if you are taking free stuff, living in government-subsidized housing, not having to pay your ba- the bag fee because you uh, prove that you're on, on federal assistance. It's just an existence. You're not, you're not really able to, I think, just live fully. Yes, you'll survive, but you will not thrive. You will not thrive. So, Yvonne... Uh, as we're drilling down on this, this has been a long time in coming. And, it, and now we even see in schools, for example, Cherry Creek School District used to be the school district people tried to move into. They're going to be getting rid of their valedictorian because uh, it might hurt people's feelings that that are not the valedictorian. But so so making moving towards mediocrity instead of meritocracy is a real problem in America right now it is and that's again one they don't want you to be self-reliant meaning phys- um financially self-reliant because that's powerful well i'm sorry to tell you but they probably don't want you to be smart either because smart people cannot be controlled. And I'm not talking intelligence and degrees and PhDs. I mean, I'm sorry, I have seen PhDs that don't know when to get out of the rain kind of thing. Uh-huh. So, so education doesn't necessarily mean, you know, smarts and intelligence. And, you know, it's good to have, but you can't bank on it being that. So what I want to say is the people who control you also don't really want you to be that smart because people who are smart are um, they don't like to be controlled. So it's the dumbing down of society. It's a real thing. It is a, a real thing. And so that moves me over to education. And where we are seeing that kids in Colorado are not proficient at reading, writing, and arithmetic, but yet we are using education dollars uh, for certain agendas, whether or not it might be the CRT agenda or the transgenderism agenda. And so once again, back in old time of slavery, they did not want slaves to know how to read or write. And there is a correlation on what's happening now. Absolutely. So you you control. And, you know, if you take it way back when, you know, we're talking centuries back, women weren't supposed to be educated either. They weren't supposed to be reading either. You know, we're talking hundreds of years back and everything. And there's reasons for this. And it's about control. It's about control. And and uh, that's what we're seeing throughout the show today. We talked with Holly Green regarding the subsidized housing. Um, that is a, a really about uh, control in, in some ways regarding subsidized housing. And, of course, Lauren Fix was on fire about controlling our freedom of mobility. Right. And, and what they're really doing is controlling narratives, controlling the culture, and steering the culture in a place where they want it to go. And, and I'm going to do a comparison here for you because I can make this one. Um, I didn't always live in the United States. As a very young child, I was taken to... To, um, to Mexico because that's 
where my father was transferred to. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to juxtapose this, this, the importance of the self-reliance and the dignity and stuff we're talking about. So I'm nine years old, and some Americans come to visit our family, um, and, and they start talking about things, and they talked about... I was kind of up on the stairs because, you know, it's late at night and kids should go to sleep, but I'm listening and they're talking about streaking and they're talking about welfare. And, you know, these are terms that, you know, I can still sort of understand English. I don't speak it so well by this time, but I don't understand what that means. So I creep down the stairs and I say, what is streaking? And they're like, oh, well, that's when people um, run naked through the streets. And I'm like, okay, these Americans are some strange people. And uh, what is welfare? And they say, well, that's when the government pays you and you don't for not working. And, and at nine years old, my reply to these adults having this conversation was, does the government not realize that if you pay people not to work, they'll never work again? And I had this realization then. And I, I just, it didn't fit in my head why somebody, why anybody, whether a country or a business, would de-incentivize people's work ethic. It just made absolutely no sense to a nine-year-old living in another country. And now I'm going to tell you one more thing. So uh, in that country, you don't, um, at the time or whatever, you did not ever offer people money for for nothing, because it was highly insulting, highly insulting. And I grew up there, and I knew this and whatever. And sometime at one, some point when I was 15, um, I took somebody home and realized, you know, where they were living, and it was really, 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 really bad conditions. And I happened to have a little bit of money in my pocket. And, you know, you got that little devil uh-huh, and angel uh-huh. on your shoulder, and something told me, don't do it, don't do it. I mean, I'd been in that culture forever, I knew, but, you know, you, you just right. wanted to. And so I offered it, and she said, Señorita, yo no acepto caridades. Uh, Miss, I don't accept charity. Si tiene ropa que quiere que le lave, if there's, you have clothes you want me to wash, démela. And this was her saying, I don't want to take money for nothing because that is insulting. There's no dignity in that. Right. But if you need something done... Let me work for that money so I can feel good about the money that I'm receiving. This is people in a developing nation, formerly called what, third, third world countries, or whatever, who have this concept and this dignity of work. And then I'm, I, I'm comparing the two cultures. I come back to my country, shy of 18 years of age, and I see all this free stuff going on. And that has only ramped itself up, as in, and it's on warp speed. I mean, it's, it's on steroids now. And... These people feel no nothing about receiving all of this for nothing that they know or should know was this money is coming from people who worked hard for it. So if it came from the sky, I guess you could still say, "Eh, I didn't have the real good feeling about making it. But knowing that it's being taken from others to be given to you for free because the government has nothing it doesn't take from somebody else. That they're changing a culture. They're making it okay for it to be like this. And what really, really makes me mad is people always talk about, you know, the, all these immigrants coming, and that's because they, they, um, they, we need them, and there's all this work to be done, and all that other kind of stuff. And and that is true. And there's a, that's a whole different subject. 
But then they get indoctrinated. And these are my people. I grew up over there. So my mm-hmm. heart is with all of these Im- immigrant people. And it always, I always felt like, well, if you want to ruin your own people, United States, you know, by just ruining their, their desire to work, um, their... But then when the immigrants come over, then they start teaching them these tricks. And my general feeling was you can ruin your people if you want to, but don't ruin, you know, I'm going to say my people, the people I grew up with, um, because they actually have a work ethic. And so I don't think any country or any business or anybody should be in the business of destroying people's work ethic and the dignity to make a living by themselves. Boy, such important uh, insight on that, Yvonne Paez. Let's go to break. Uh, Yvonne Paez is in studio. She is a co-founder of Perspectives 101, and you can see most certainly that uh, the conversations are so important. Before we do that, though, I did want to mention, again, Three Points Financial. Uh, Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz are co-owners of Three Points Financial. It's a comprehensive fee-only financial and tax-focused company, and they consider all the pieces of your uh, financial life. There's no sales or commissions involved. Everything is fiduciary, and they put the client first. Uh, they take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and future. And what's ever happening in our world, and there's a lot of stuff going on, and with our economy, and there's a lot of stuff going on, you have financial goals that matter. Three Points Financials, personal real-time plans for savings, retirement, investments, and taxes both tax efficiency, good idea, and preparation. There's no better time than now to focus on your financial situation. Uh, To contact them and schedule a no-obligation introductory call, go to threepointsfinancial.com. We'll be right back with Yvonne Paez. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N.com. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through this lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Um, really pleased to have in the line in, in studio with me is Yvonne Paez. And Yvonne, you mentioned this story about when you were living in Mexico and you had taken a friend home and she lived in 
in a poverty. Yeah, very difficult circumstances. Difficult uh, circumstances. And so you uh, offered her money, and she said no. Um, because and and I've I've had this journey as well as just offering somebody money without a value for value proposition. You in essence are saying to that person, you have no value. Right, right. And she took offense to that. Right, and it's not only Mexico that's like that. I mean, I understand. I mean, I haven't been to Africa, but I understand there's a lot of countries that all over the world where that is that is still that they they exchange things. You know, like you said, a value for value, but but they don't just give each other stuff because there is they are proud people, pride, and I mean proud in a good way. There's the right. good side of pride and there's the bad side of mm-hmm. pride, but in in a good way. And I think um, I think United States has uh, always been a very charitable nation, and they, you know, there's a different spirit going on there. But I think that that spirit of charity is a double-edged sword. I think that spirit of charity can begin to treat people as pets, and people are not pets. So I think it's very important that uh, that I don't want to stigmatize people who really might need some help. So, um, but we need to understand the difference between just handouts and a hand up, and the difference between. Uh, receiving a help to get through a circumstance and get beyond that circumstance, the difference between that and making receiving things a way of life. So uh, it was just recently reported that uh, I think it's Coalition for the Homeless here in Colorado purchased, uh, I think it's the Clarion Hotel, for millions and millions of dollars for... uh, to to help house the homeless. And I want to say it's like 34 million. I forgot to bring the the headline in here, but all these different government entities kicked in for this money. And in thinking, shouldn't there be some responsibility for people that are living, even like a food bank? I think if people go to a food bank to get food, again, nonprofit, not a government, government so involved in all that. But it seems like there should be some value for value. Maybe bagging some groceries or stocking some shelves or sweeping the floor. There has to be some value for value. Absolutely. So so where did we lose this concept of the CCC that, that we had in the United States where there was a time when a lot of people were hurting and they literally reported to a government job doing something and they got money for doing something. And that's always been my thought. And, and I remember... I look at the United States through the eyes of a foreigner, which is a, a unique gift that I have, being an American, a U.S.-born American, just I'm an expat, so, or was an expat. And so this idea of, of, of being able to, to do for yourself, where did the concept go? You know, the, I, I always think when I look at this, why... Would we give money, like you say, away for nothing? Is there nothing this country needs? We need so many things. Why can't we ask for something in return for this money the way that we did back in the day with the right. CCC? Do you see we lost our way? And the reason 
this is my theory, but that we lost our way in that, is they found out that through giving money to people, you could manipulate them into doing what you want. they wanted them to do. So you see, you started out with the good intention to help. Then you realize, wait a minute, if I do this, then I can get people to do what I want them to do for this money. Because now it's not a value for value. So now I can remember the strings attached, the mousetrap. So, and whether that's a vote or whether that is anything, anything else they want from you, you now, it's kind of like the company store, (laughs) you know? It it, it, is. I owe my soul to the company company store, store. says the song. Yeah. And and so just to to mention, and I've said this before, when Biden on on forgiving the student loan debt or free college, we'll say free college, are the professors and the administrators working for free? No, 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 no. No, to your point, you're taking money from somebody to pay for something for somebody else. And then here you have these administrators and uh, professors that are not accountable for providing an education where people would go out and be able to get jobs to support themselves. Uh, Let's talk about some basic things people need to know. Well, I think what we did is lose our way. The I think when the United States was founded, um, people had figured some very serious things out. And I think one of the things they figured out were these virtues of citizenship. And what these boil down to, um, four basic things, one of them being self-reliance, you know, go figure, um, meaning, and I will explain what it means, self-reliance means that you support yourself and make it on your own. And the beauty of that is when you rise above your circumstances and you have what we now know is disposable income, you might be able to do that hand up for somebody else. But if you are dependent, then you can't help anybody else. So do you see? I do. If you really want to be charitable, we should be charitable with our own money. Government should not be in the charity business. And one of the most charitable things somebody can do is give another person a job. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a, a great line. Um, gosh, I wish I had it with me, so you can pull that one up later. It's from a John Wayne movie, and uh, he says something to the effect of, you know, I don't give jobs, I hire men. <laughs> and uh, you're going to give me an honest day's work for an honest day's pay? I well, that way, it. It, you know, we both hold up our heads. And, you know, I don't know the whole thing, but I know it sort of. But, okay. but absolutely. So, you know, we're not giving anything. We're exchanging that value, like you said. So the second one would be self-respect. This one's really, really important. What does that mean? So if I want something and it doesn't belong to me, I can't just go and grab it. So with the whole self-restraint thing, we can avoid um, physical violence towards one another. We can avoid stealing things and having crimes. So that one resolves most of the crimes, the self-restraint. The next one would be self-assertion. If you see something that is not right, You need to stand up, say something, and if you have to do the next step and maybe create some way of making that go away, whether it's through legislation or whatever, but you check, it's it's a check and balance. Self-assertion is stand up and do what needs to be done, whether it's defending a person or stopping a bad policy. And the fourth one, and probably one of the most important ones, is civic knowledge. And that's Knowing, understanding the policies, knowing what's going on around you, understanding the most important document that was given to us 
in the United States, which is our Constitution, which, by the way, makes us completely different from every other country out there. They all have constitutions, but what we don't, what people don't understand, me having been on the other side of the border, is that constitutions are different. This one puts the power in the people, the people in the driver's seats. The other ones aren't like that, and that is the main difference. So if we could get back to these virtues of citizenship, then believe me, we could eradicate most of our problems. We'd be informed and smart, and we would stand up and say the things that we need to do when we need to do it. We'd have the self-restraint of not doing bad things, um, and we would be self-reliant, not only producing for ourselves, but for our country, and then if we have some extra, to be charitable. Whatever happened to ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. That great JFK quote. Great JFK, uh, JFK quote for sure. Hey, Yvonne, let's go to break. You're in studio so people can call in and comment on all this. Uh, 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. And I uh, want to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. In fact, you were at that great luncheon that Paula had in October, and that was really, uh, really a fun event. It really was, and I'm so excited to see what they're going to do with that new monument and everything. It is so, so important to honor the veterans, and in this case, um, the Marines, but it really is for all veterans. Well, it is, and you can buy a brick to honor your military service or your loved one's military service, and and they'll have these different uh, pathways, and uh, certainly they'll have all branches of service. And Yvonne, I neglected to mention that you are a veteran. I am. So I thank you for my freedom. My pleasure, my honor, and I'd do it again. And uh, and do you highly recommend that people contribute to USMC Memorial Foundation, correct? I do. I do, and I have contributed myself, so absolutely. Yes. In fact, you bought, uh, you've got one of the big events in the auction, so that's going to be pretty fun as well. So let's uh, go to usmcmemorialfoundation.org for uh, more information. You can contribute there. We'll be right back. We want to hear from you. Uh, I'm hearing from you via text, so if you want to call in, we'd love to hear from you. 303-477-5000. 303-477-5600. Yvonne Paez is in studio. We'll be right back. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. You want a gun, ammo, and outstanding training, so Franktown Firearms is the right place for you. The trained staff is available for your questions and will give you the freedom to browse their large supply of firearms and fully stocked ammunition without any pressure. 
Your comfort level in the store is their priority. You'll get expert answers whether you're buying or not every time you visit the store. You want a knowledgeable gunman, not just a salesperson, when you're thinking about buying a firearm or learning how to use one. You can trust the staff at Franktown Firearms. They don't make commissions on any sale, so you know they are looking out for your best interest. They're sure that you will leave with a smile because no matter what your needs are, they will help you to be confident in your decisions and purchases. Their low tax rate and at or below MSRP cost will keep you smiling. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown today. That's klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show, 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com. And uh, we want to hear from you, 303-477-5600. A lot of great sponsors for the show. Another one of those is Hooters Restaurants. And they have five locations. That's Loveland, Aurora, Westminster, Lone Tree, and Colorado Springs. And they have all kinds of specials Monday through Friday for lunch or for happy hour. And tomorrow, Wednesday, is Wings Day. You buy 20 wings, you get an additional 10 for free. And uh, that is for to-go or dine-in. And how they became sponsors of mine, it's a great story about freedom and free markets and capitalism. You can find that story at my website at KimMunson.com. Yvonne Paez, this um, vilifying of hard work. And I kind of remember that it, it – and I don't want to diss people in their recreation kind of things, but I remember – that conversations got to a point instead of about work, it was about uh, skiing and, and climbing 14ers, and, and all that's really great. But somebody said during COVID, where is all the workers? And this person lived up in in the mountains, and they said, oh, well, they're all out here mountain biking and uh, river rafting and all and I, I, I may be in dangerous Area here, but it was almost like it was holding up recreation over work. Does that make any sense to you? It does, and um, I will remind um, everybody that there was all this money coming to people through COVID this and the COVID relief that, and um, that people got checks um, for things and and and. I did speak out to that about that with a friend about this free money, you know, with the checks. And she goes, well, then maybe you shouldn't cash yours. And I'm like, oh, I didn't get one. And if I was going to get if I did get one, I probably would have taken it and signed it off and found some diner with some single mom working day and night and handed it to her because it's not money I earned. So right. I, I I'm not into that. Right. And um Do you feel confident that as we have this conversation about free dumb versus free stuff, do you feel confident that we can really work to change this narrative because they've been very powerful on this narrative? Well, pain is memory. So it won't take hold, I don't think, because people just don't want to listen to certain things and the attractiveness of the the free stuff is so strong that when these checks come due when people are being asked to do something in return for that money which is which will come in the loss of freedom when they no longer can 
I don't know, there's a million things that you can lose your freedom with. But when, when that bill comes due, and it's going to be with loss of freedom, then all of a sudden they may wake up. But I think the average person should, should want to soar. Um, and by, by taking free things and not being able to move beyond certain incomes, you clip people's wings and they will never be able to soar. And, um, and clipping people's wings is not living the full human experience for sure. So I think we have, is it BK in Fort Collins? Okay, BK in Fort Collins, what's on your radar? Hello. Um, yeah, you speak a lot about dependency on government. Yes. And who is the government dependent on? <laughs> that would be the taxpayer, right, VK? Well, not completely. They're dependent on the private bank. So who's calling the shots when the shots come down? Anyway, um, we have the same code issues in Fort Collins and they're calling it the uh, what is it the new development code okay I believe the new local development code the LDC okay Uh, anyway um, it's a nationwide program and if anybody out there can figure out what the name of the national agenda is that'd be helpful because we really can't call it anything and the uh the city council uh passed this unilaterally without any discussion or debate and uh there's some resistance to it a petition gathering or something i don't know what the status of that is but but yeah, this thing is all over, and this thing is big, and it's it's going to change the total character of uh, the cities and suburbs. Uh, BK, thank you so much. And this, uh, as it would be great if you could identify the enemy, but they keep changing the name, or there are different names. And under Obama, this was called affirmatively furthering fair housing, where and but uh, we've when I was on city council. They codenamed it transit-orientated development. But basically, the bottom line is is to undercut private home ownership, and that could be condos as well, because why are, you know, and it's not just in Colorado, even though we have the construction defects legislation here, why are they pushing non-owner uh, units, in, in so apartments, rental units, somebody's owning that and getting very rich, but people are not able to create uh, equity for themselves. And as, as BK mentioned, this is nationwide. This is the World Economic Forum agenda. Uh, what do you think, Yvonne? Well, yes, I've, I've seen how that is starting to permeate the little cities all across Colorado. They're all coming up with the, the same idea, and it's because it's being fed from some, somewhere else to stick all sorts of buildings or houses right in the middle of what used to be uh, just a regular residential neighborhood. And there is a difference between renting and owning. And we should have asked Lauren fix this, but typically people do not wash a rental car. But if it is their car, they tend to take better care of that. Um, There was, uh, oh, I just, I had to mention this, Prop 123, this initiative that was pushed by the Gary Investment Group. They put a bunch of the big money up, uh, but yet there were 
Republicans from the consultant class that made money on this. And this Prop 123 was affordable housing. We'll say it once. It's subsidized housing. But Yvonne, and it was also a $300 million uh, per year uh, runaround Tabor, our Colorado's Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. And again, there were Republican consultants that made money on this, which I find that a real problem, Yvonne. Well, like you said before, they they create certain problems, and then they propose they they're part of the solution to those problems. And part of that solution is building these things, and and then you employ certain people, and then the money, you know, the money. It's all about money. The money goes in people's pockets, and uh, and and that's how that works. That's that Green New Deal that we've been talking about. Uh, we've got just a couple of minutes left. This messaging is so important regarding freedom and free stuff and the differences between between being a real individual or being dependent, being a pet. I don't want to be a pet. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very important to to be an individual and not be a mantenido, as we say in Spanish, maintained by somebody like a pet. Um, and... People want, I know people still in their hearts want the American dream, the American opportunity. I'm sorry to tell you that the American dream only comes with self-reliance. Nobody's going to hand it to you. With self-reliance, and I think you've said before, there's a quote out there somewhere from somebody that says that uh, uh, success is, is, is disguised as hard work and that's why people don't go for it so commit to working towards self-reliance if you're not there yet and like I said I don't want to stigmatize people who need help but do not get addicted to that help the way you would get addicted to a painkiller take the painkiller if you need it and get out of it and above it if you need help get help but rise above it and then become self-reliant and maybe you can help somebody else so the government doesn't have to. Right. And uh, to that point, uh, you do a lot of great education at Perspectives 101. How can people uh, get on your list? To get on our list or, um, or ask any type of questions, please email perspectives101.info at gmail.com. We have topics uh, every month, and they're all different all the time. And you're, so you're educating, and then people can engage. Yvonne Paez, thank you for being here. Thank you, Kim. And our quote for the end of the show is from uh, President William Howard Taft. He said, next to the right of liberty, the right of property is the most important individual right guaranteed by the Constitution. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman, stand for truth, justice and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America.